everybody, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for faith and life. I'm Tony, and today is episode 148 of the podcast. Now, normally I sit down with an awesome guest, and we have a life-giving conversation that hopefully propels you towards a closer relationship with Jesus. That's our goal every week, help you move closer to Jesus. Today, however, we're going to do something a little different, something I've never really done before, but I really feel a nudge from the Holy Spirit to step out of my comfort zone and do something different. Today, I want to talk to you about war. Man, it's been a long time since Christians in Christian circles have had this dialogue. I can remember when the Gulf War started and what we did in my youth group, I can remember uh, lots of dialogue in seminary about it. But honestly, the last several years, I haven't really talked much about war, my feelings, my faith, how it was all connected. So today, I just thought I would share my heart with you. Now, I want to throw out some disclaimers. I'm a soldier and a pastor. I was in the army for 14 years as a reservist, a chaplain's assistant. So I wasn't a war fighter in the sense of like, I uh, kicked down doors and fought bad guys on every corner. Instead, I cared for the war fighter. I walked alongside them. I did my very best to try to carry their burdens and love them along the way. As a soldier, war is such a complicated thing because, um, As a Christian, I know war is not right. There's no scenario where God wants us to be at war. As a matter of fact, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace because of that. He brings us peace. He brings us completeness. In Jesus, we have healing and restoration that can only happen in him. What's happening in Ukraine and Russia is not that, to be clear. Not that you needed that clarity. It feels fairly obvious, but... For the sake of transparency, I know that there's no place in the world where God would be like, yes, please, children, go to war. Just like there's no place in the world where I wouldn't want my kids to fight each other to the death. Heck, in in Scripture, we see that the ground calls, cries out when blood is spilt on it. Yet here we are. Here we are in a world that is full of war and hate. And it breaks my heart, and I'm sure it breaks God's heart. I'm sure it breaks your heart. And so what do we do with it as Christians? How do we think about it? How do we live in it? How do we deal with the tension of it all? And man, I I wish I had some really clean answer for you, but it's not clean. It's very messy. There are two major camps on war when it comes to Jesus and the Christian faith. One is pacifism. Right, which I'm sure you've heard of before, but pacifism is the belief that any violence, including war, is unjustifiable under any circumstances, and that all disputes should be settled by peaceful means. Now, some people would suggest that Jesus was a pacifist, that because he is the Prince of Peace, he falls in this camp. The other camp is called just war, right? Just war or just war theory is a doctrine or a tradition Um, which is studied by military leaders and theologians. And basically, it's a doctrine that ensures 
that a war is a, a mori, morally justifiable uh, means through a series of criteria, all which must be met before we actually went to war. Basically saying, um, in order for war to be okay, you have to do X, then Y, then Z, right? A, B, C. Kind of work through it like that. It's kind of like a filter under why and how we would end up going to war. That's what just war theory is. So some Christians would say Jesus is a pacifist. Some Christians would say that Jesus believed in just war. Now, those feel like very different thoughts, but allow me to explain how both people get to those thoughts. So let's talk about pacifism. Obviously, he's the prince of peace. God is love. First John 4, no one can see God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. His love is made complete by us. There's nothing loving about war. We all know that. So pacifism is pretty easy to see. Just war theory is a little harder, right? How do we say that there's any scenario in the world where Jesus would support just war? Well, if we look at Ecclesiastes 3, right, that writer says there is a season for everything, even a time for war. Also, we see that Jesus' disciple carries swords, Right? He, he's flipped kind of uh, rules on their head oftentimes. Jesus turned systems that were broken upside down. Um, and so we live in that tension, just war or pacifism, when it comes to how we look at the Christian faith. So let me give you my thoughts. And they're from my own prayer time with the Lord. They're from my own kind of uh, struggles. They're from my own weaknesses, but they're what I have to give you today. The first one is this. There is no scenario in the world where God would ever support war. I, I, I do see that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, that we come for peace. Yet I also see a world that is so broken that sometimes violence is the only answer to protecting those who need it. So when I think about war from my Christian faith, I always believe this. Whether or not I agree or disagree with a country's decision to go to war, I will always support the war fighter. Because I think it's really easy for us uh, as Christians and as armchair politicians to look at a scenario and say, you shouldn't do this or you should do this. And yet I know that there are people who feel the need to fight and protect. There are people who feel the need to do something about the pain in the world. And that's the warfighter. And so I will always, always, always support the warfighter. I will never say what the warfighter is doing is outside of the will of God. What I will say is this, though, is that God desperately cares about the nature of your heart. Warfighter or non-warfighter, God cares about your heart. The Beatitudes are all about the position of your heart. And so what I always tell people, soldiers specifically, that I counseled or that I continue to counsel is Jesus wants your heart. And so give your heart towards Jesus. Don't fall in love with war or the effects of war or the power that comes with war. Instead, fall in love with Jesus. Right? Jesus cares about your heart. And so 
As Christians, our job is to guard the hearts of the war fighters the best we can, to pray for them, to sit in the mud puddle with them, to walk alongside them in their journey of faith. And whether or not we agree or disagree, if countries should go to war, vote about that. Don't, don't, I mean, have an opinion, vote about it, but don't let that impact how you treat the war fighter. The warfighter has a family. The warfighter is going home to something. The warfighter is probably broken and has trauma and is very real sense has got stuff in their life that they are trying to deal with. And it's our job as Christians to walk with them. In scripture, we see Jesus heal the child of a warfighter. The Roman. Jesus heals him and he says, there's no one in Israel that has your kind of faith. Now, some would say that if Jesus was a pure pacifist, there's no way he gives that gift to somebody who's a warfighter. Now, I don't know if I would say that or not. I haven't thought about it enough, but what I do know is this, is that Jesus cares for the individual always, and we're called to do the same. So whether or not you agree or disagree with the idea of we should be at war, we shouldn't be at war, you should fight about this, you shouldn't fight about that, I don't know all those answers. I just know that we're called to care for the human individual every single time. We're also do our very best to create peace. When what you do when their peace is no longer an option, that's where the tension comes in. And, and let's be honest about the tension, right? If, if you've ever been around me, you know that I, I love to say that we live in the tension. On this side of heaven, there will always be conflict and we will always live in the tension of that conflict. On this side of heaven, there will always be people who want more power, who want more control, who do things in the name of God that aren't really God's will. And we will always live in that tension. We will always live in that place. Cain and Abel will always live there because we live in a broken world. So our job then, as the Christian church, as the, the followers of Christ, as the little Christ in the world that we live in today, is to make sure that we do our very best to love people well. Because maybe if we can love people well early on in life, maybe if we can disciple people early on in life, they're less likely to become crazy dictators or crazy bullies or people who go off into communities and make horrible decisions that result in loss of life. And yet when somebody does make those decisions, I do believe there is a Christian response to protect those who need protecting. And that's the tension I live in. It's probably the tension you live in. So what do we do with it all? We mourn, we grieve, And more than anything, we pray. We pray for Jesus to return. We pray for his peace. We pray for a peace that surpasses all understanding. War doesn't make sense. Never. It never will. And yet we are called to love the warfighter the same. Jesus makes it clear. We pray for our enemies. We pray for those who persecute us. We pray for all of those people who feel like they're against us. We pray for them. So I'm sorry if you wanted to listen to this podcast and get like this really clear theology on what to do with war. 
The only thing I can tell you is guard your heart. If you find yourself becoming a zealot of anything other than Jesus, guard your heart. Because in that pockets of zealousy, zealous nature, I don't know if zealousy is a word, but in those pockets where we create idols around something, the enemy will work to separate us from God. Friends, don't let you, don't let your heart get separated from God. During this season of war that we find ourselves in as a, as a globe, I want to encourage you, double your prayer time, triple your prayer time, spend more time in the word, be around church communities, get into a, the body of Christ and find protection and find, find direction in the body. So to end our time together today, I thought I would pray. I thought I would pray. And if you're driving or running on a treadmill or working out or whatever, uh, you don't have to close your eyes to pray. That's not a rule. Um, Just posture your heart towards God. And let's go to the Prince of Peace together and pray for something miraculous to happen. Heavenly Father, we humbly come before you today, first and foremost, asking for your intervention in every part of this broken world that we live in. Lord, help us see you. Help us have eyes to see and ears to hear the world that we live in in a new way. Protect our hearts against evil. Protect our hearts against idols. Protect our hearts against anything that separates us from you. And Lord, we pray for our leaders our world leaders. May you give them wisdom and discernment. May you walk alongside them. May you speak to them clearly and directly so they know it's from you. Lord, we pray for the warfighter. We pray that you protect their heart. May they know you clearly. May they hear you clearly. May they act with your resolve in every chance they can. Lord, give them peace. Give them clarity. Lord, we pray for the warfighter's family, for the wife, husband, and kids left at home. Lord, guide them, lead them, allow them to feel your presence. May they be surrounded by the body of Christ and loved well in the midst of their pain. Lord, we pray that one day we live in a world where war is not something that ever happens. Lord, we pray that your peace surrounds us in new ways. Lord, we pray for your kingdom come. Lord, we thank you that you are a God that hears our prayers. We thank you that you are a God that lets us live in the tension. We thank you that you gave us your word that reveals truth in all that we do. Lord, lead us, guide us, protect us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, that was a really different episode for me. I hope it was uh, good for you. I hope it was helpful. I don't know that it feels very helpful um, because there's no clear answers here. But I do know that there is a God who loves you very much. And we need to lean into him now more than ever before. 
do me a favor. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new conversation, something uh, more what you're used to. So hit that subscribe button where you ever listen to podcasts. Um, if this was helpful for you and maybe it's helpful for someone else, share this episode with a friend. Um, it's a, the best compliment you can give us. I'm thankful for you guys and for this space and platform where we can share tough thoughts together that aren't easy or clear. So uh, I appreciate you guys. And remember, if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move.